0: Are listening to do we like murder <laughs> a segment of the long overdue podcast and this is our march madness mm-hmm. coming from decatur texas decatur <laughs> public library all right so we have denise hi and we have brandon hello hello and me dawn today so it's kind of i don't know is it kind of special today is it, My stuff is a little bit more basketball-related. Okay. I have no
1: murder. (laughs) Well, that's okay. I got the murder covered. (laughs) Okay, good. Mine's very little basketball and a lot of murder. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That works. I think that's okay.
0: It's good balance. (laughs) So uh, we had discussed doing this topic, and you had sent me and Brandon an email about a database. Mm Mm-hmm. For NBA crimes, yes, I think that's fascinating.
1: <laughs> Someone's <laughs> keeping track of this.
0: <laughs> now, I did not look to see if there is one for the NFL. I'm or. sure. I I would think okay. that there would yeah there would be. But
1: well, and I didn't do NBA college basketball. Oh, look at you! Yeah, okay, very close to home. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Well, one of the things that I found interesting in going over some of these crimes is that they're young. Mm -hmm. And they're immature. Um,
1: And they're making a crap ton of money.
0: Yeah. And it's just not a good situation. They're not making good decisions. So your brain is not fully developed until your Mm mid-20s, from what I understand. So oh, that means I'm there. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> oh, believe it's
1: 25. I think I but. am in trouble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, when they put people in situations like this, it's like they don't even have the mental capacity to make good decisions. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and they, they have people around them that are not advising or guiding in any kind of way. It's just mm-hmm. if you're out there playing basketball, just keep doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So a lot of what
0: I found was some of these people, like this this gentleman here. Uh, let me see what his name is. Last name is Robertson, and he was with the Toronto Raptors. This is in 1996. Um, this was his fourth career arrest. Oh, now he's 33. But it's a career. I mean, I'm like during his career. During his oh, career, he's making yeah. his
1: own career of <laughs> crime. Sorry, he's not really. <laughs> the word. NBA is just funding it,
0: <laughs> and they call him a serial offender. Mm-hmm. It says police um, said that he broke in to a woman's apartment house, mm-hmm. whatever, choked her, and bit her face. <gasps> right wow (laughs) um so he was arrested five times over a 14 month period from 94 to
1: 95 for doing that Uh,
0: well no i mean (laughs) i'm like
1: like, that was just one my faces were bitten
0: (laughs) (laughs) well you know he just said that one so maybe he was (laughs) And then he is given bond, $10,000, mm-hmm. $10,800. That's yeah. nothing if you're making a ton of money. Yeah. I don't know how much these guys make, though. I mean, I know the lead players make into mm-hmm. the millions, but I don't know if just normal players do, but they can't be making 40000 a year. Right. I think it's a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, Brandon?
2: I mean, I think so. I'm not 100% sure, though. Although
0: and actually, this um, gentleman, Alvin Robertson, there's his first name, Alvin, uh, was playing for the San Antonio Spurs <laughs> during that time. So. Hmm. Bite in the face.
1: Yeah. Wait, was, that, was that the intent or was that just like spur of the moment?
2: Was he? Yeah. Was he going in for a kiss, and then he just... Well,
1: yeah. Decided to just bite, or <laughs> after toking her to
0: death, he, oh, let me grab your neck <laughs> and choke you, and then I'm coming in for a kiss. Yeah, that makes.
2: What fun. I mean, uh, you don't I know, mean, know what? It, well, I'm she like, is she, he, she could have been into that. I don't know.
0: well, well that's true. That <laughs> is, but
1: he broke true. in, so I'm thinking he was there to assault her, probably yes. to sexually assault her, and then I don't know. I don't know where <laughs> where he went from there. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe she was screaming and he just
0: his hands were busy choking her. Yeah, and so he bit her. So face. he bit her face, like that was going to calm her down or stop and her from screaming. Yeah, I was like, uh, well, maybe he
2: his names are louder. <laughs> uh, maybe he thought, you know, what would Mike Tyson do in this situation? And then oh, yeah. maybe, and then he bit her.
1: Mister Ear. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> the charge
0: was assault and criminal trespass. Okay. So, how do you not know where he is now? Or what he's doing? <laughs> but this database was saying, I mean, they didn't say he did it again after that 14-month per- period.
1: <laughs> <laughs> At least not that was reported. <laughs> right?
0: Okay, so... This young man is 20 years old, New Jersey Nets in 1977. Okay, so times were a lot different in 1977. Mm-hmm. Um, a month after he's been drafted, he breaks in to the University of Tennessee's athletic building and steals a television. <laughs> right? <laughs> i, I don't i'm pretty know. sure they would have
1: just given it to him
0: they probably would have <laughs> if he asked if he asked they probably would have went out and bought him a new uh, one
1: yes um
0: and this was the first of four arrests during his professional career wow but he was arrested in college a couple times for smoke fur did you hear that fur that's Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) smoking marijuana drunk driving and driving without a license and after this arrest he got arrested five days later right five days i mean (laughs) he gets into the nba and a month later he's in it yeah in trouble uh so he was smoking marijuana um oh he had possession Prowling and <laughs> resisting mm. arrest.
2: You said he was prowling? That's prowling.
0: what it says here. Yeah, yeah, he was prowling. Is he a cat?
1: Uh, he was probably peeping. Oh.
0: oh. A, a peeping Tom. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, a peeping Tom cat. But the whole TV thing, he was arrested at two in the morning he was by himself, and he was still in the Athletic Center. So, <laughs> it's what? like, right. I mean, you just have to shake your head and, and do that. What?
1: He could have um, just gone to
0: Walmart and bought a TV. He in, could the seven, in the 70s? Yeah. Uh, it probably wasn't Walmart. It was Kmart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe.
2: I don't know. Were TVs that readily
1: available? In the 70s? In the 70s?
0: I yeah, so. they were probably pretty They're darn big and yeah. heavy. Yeah. Mm. Which is really interesting that he went in by himself to pick up a, and steal it. Yeah, see, that's,
1: yeah. It's like, the thing was huge, I'm he sure. He probably just wanted to watch himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there was no recordings even then. Yeah. VCRs weren't out
1: yet. Hmm. Yeah, VCRs, I think, came out in the late 70s. And they yeah. were, like, really expensive.
0: Yes. So. For that time period. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. Okay, let's see. I've got one one more or two more. Oh, yeah, okay. I've got two more. I'm confused. That goes with that, and this one goes here. Okay. This one was in t- 2020. Oh. So fairly recently. Um, Malik Beasley. If you're a basketball fan, you probably have heard of this dude <laughs> since it was only in 2020. Minnesota Timberwolves. Facing felony weapons and drug charges in Minneapolis. And that goes on to tell his statistics.
1: Who cares? (laughs) We're not here for the basketball, y'all. Well, that's true, too.
0: (laughs) We are not. But it just makes me nuts to think that if you had charges facing you in a normal job, Mm -hmm. you probably would not have your job anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. But in the NBA, it's like, oh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You can be arrested five times, and we'd love to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he had controlled substance narcotics and receiving and concealing stolen property.
1: Um, I wonder if it was a TV. <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe it laughs> was. No,
2: that guy didn't get away with that. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Um, So. What happened in this instance is there was a party, of course. The guy, um, I guess, is outside. Some people drive up and they park. From what I understand in this report, by the street, like on the curb. Mm -hmm. And he walks up to them with the gun and says, get off my property. Okay, first of all. If you're at the curb, you're not on his property. Right. But okay. But I don't know if the, how true the report is. Mm-hmm. Um and then the people as they're driving away said that he held up this gun to, you know, like rifle kind of mm-hmm. style gun and pointed it at the vehicle as it was driving away. Hmm. That's a little bit scary. Yeah. They were just trying to go to a party. Probably. Yeah. And then he was, you know, doped up, I guess. And And he just wanted to flex. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, anyway. So then he yells at officers and they put him in cuffs and haul him off. And it says here that the allegations against Malik will be defended vigorously. Mm Mm-hmm. Not lightly, not easily. (laughs) It's vigorously. It's a very interesting word.
1: (laughs) Now you got the money to pay the attorneys. You absolutely can fight that vigorously. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
0: (laughs) that's true. Okay, my last one was in 2010. The charges are assault, harassment, menacing, and possession of a deadly weapon. Menacing. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that that could be a charge
1: mm-hmm.
0: without something going along with that word. Menacing behavior. Menacing. Uh, I don't know. That just seems odd. <laughs> Harassment has more information, mm-hmm. but menacing. Menacing. Hmm. Tell me what that means to you.
1: Um. Well, I think it. To me, it would mean that he was being threatening in some form, but not, like, super threatening. You know? Like, I'm going to beat you up, as opposed to I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And there's no other word that would describe that. I think menacing is kind of vague, and that's kind of why they use it, because you can just kind of encompass it for anything.
2: She was doing, like, long, cold stares and uh, hovering... Without saying anything, with like an angry face, Mm -hmm. so he could just be looking menacing and get charged for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know that was illegal. I know, right? I mean, just uh, okay. But I wonder if you can be charged with menacing just on its own, because, like you said, yeah, maybe just kind of add it on for extra right flavor.
0: (laughs) Using it on its own just seems very odd to me because like assault Mm -hmm. that makes sense harassment Mm -hmm. makes sense but menacing i don't know i'm gonna have to look that up in a minute because it just seems wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so this is lance stevenson and he's with the indiana pacers or was he's he was 19 at the time two months after being drafted wow yep He was arrested for felony assault after shoving his girlfriend down a flight of stairs. Ah. Hmm. I guess he thought he could just do whatever he wanted now that he's in the NBA. Mm -hmm. This was not his first bust.
1: Well, I was going to say, it probably wasn't the first time he shoved her. Yeah.
0: Well, and it says for violence against women, Mm -hmm. not just this specific one. Yeah. And uh, two years earlier, he had been arrested for sexually abusing a 17-year-old girl. Mm. And he still got drafted into the NBA. Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) You said no? Okay. I hope everybody knows that I am being uh, sarcastic. Sarcastic. (laughs) Uh, so push. He pushed his girlfriend down the flight of stairs. He just pushed her. First of all, why would you stay with somebody like that? Mm. That's what I don't understand. We we've had that conversation before. Mm. Um, he's a legendary player player at Brooklyn's Abraham Lincoln High School, and now the. the girl I say girl young lady was 21 he was 19 um, at her Brooklyn apartment at 5 a.m. you should be sleeping at 5 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. if you'd have been sleeping this wouldn't have happened
2: unless you woke up early for uh, practice
0: all right okay I mean some people's jobs start at 5 (laughs) a.m. but (laughs) not ours (laughs) basketball player okay maybe maybe his practice Could be. So he was six foot five. I mean, I guess he is.
2: Uh, Felicia's uh, husband, Brandon, is six foot five. Really? I saw a picture. He's tall.
0: Interesting. All right. Felicia's husband. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I was going to say. That's just. (laughs) 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 like That's that's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a a
2: library trivia for you.
0: Got it. Um. So it turns out that this lady is the mother of his child. Mm-hmm. And she tumbled head first down 10 steps, requiring her to be treated at a hospital for injuries to her head and neck.
1: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
0: So his, it says, former league coach. This is his quote. It's a shame because everything seemed to be going so well. Referring to the relationship.
1: Usually abusive relationships. People don't know that it's an abusive relationship. Outwardly, they make it look like everything's good. That's true. But I, I, th- I find it very interesting because
0: if I were to have said something like that, it would have meant that I already knew Mm -hmm. some behavior that hadn't been
1: so well. Yeah. And now... Yeah, because now it's looking like it was good. Yeah. And then suddenly it wasn't. Yeah. Um.
0: Third degree assault, harassment, and menacing. So.
2: Well, I guess when you have um, some younger... Folk that uh, suddenly have a lot of freedom—they um, don't have like the weight of reality sort of tempering their uh, anger issues. Mm-hmm. So, because I mean, y- it's it's hard to get angry uh, or, or a specific type of like outbursty angry um, when you have things to worry about. So, it's
0: hard to get angry when you have things to worry about.
2: Well, it's well, maybe. Yeah. I had somewhere I was going with that, but I forgot where it was. So.
0: <laughs> and I understand that. However, he was that way before. Yeah. Mm, okay. So I think, you know, he had a little bit of history. Yeah. And uh, it does say here that they were reportedly paying him $700,000. Mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say, I think it's pretty telling, mm-hmm. at least with these last two, that they got arrested shortly after they got Drafted and signed, because they probably had a very nice chunk of change as a bonus Mm -hmm. for that signature. Yep. Um, So, yes, you've got a lot of freedom. Suddenly, you've gotten this huge ego stroke, because, I mean, you just got drafted into the NBA, Mm -hmm. and then you got money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can just see the arrogance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... And, all, and then it's interesting because all these parents are so gung-ho about sports, sports, sports. My kid's going to get into professional sports. Mm-hmm. And is that really a good thing? Because they do get drafted and put in there so early, mm-hmm. so young. And I guess if they have a good head on their shoulders, I don't know. I
1: don't know. Well, at, that, at some point, you're not going to be able to continue to play the sport. Because, I mean, you're going to get old. Well, yeah. So you have to have some kind of marketable skill. Mm hmm.
0: Because you're not saving your money.
1: <laughs> yeah. Spending it like crazy
0: on stupid stuff, I'm sure. Mm hmm. So, all right. Well, that's what I've got. I'm very. This is good. Yeah. Face biter and a yeah. shover.
1: I'm still like, <laughs> <laughs> how did you get to fi- biting a face? I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine being that poor girl. Someone breaks into your house, attacks you, and then bites your face. Yes. That's a little bit too close for me. Yeah. I'd be like, um. And it sounded like he got a slap on the wrist. Well, i will be like, um, no. Yeah. Well, considering he keeps getting
0: arrested for stupid stuff like that. Mm
1: -hmm. There are no consequences.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Alright, so tell me about your college basketball.
1: Okay. So he- Okay,
0: I just want you to stop right there. Did you hear the excitement in that voice? <laughs> yes. Just and all she said was okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you about Carlton Eric Dotson Junior. Okay. So he played for Baylor University. Oh, okay. In two thousand three. So Again, when I said that there wasn't much basketball, he only did like one season. Okay. Before he got arrested. So Carlton went to Baylor after he transferred from Paris Junior College. Um, he became really good friends with one of his teammates named Patrick Dennehy. Mm-hmm. So Carlton was 23 Patrick was 21. Okay. And they became like besties. Super close. Um, Carlton at some point started to hear voices. Mm -hmm. And um, didn't really seek help for those voices because he didn't want to be labeled as crazy. Mm -hmm. So... He didn't really seek help for that.
0: So, was this when you said one of his
1: basketball buddies? Is this at Baylor? Or mm-hmm. is, okay. Yeah, who's at Baylor? And so, yeah, he started to hear voices, didn't seek help, um, told one of his coaches. Okay. And that was okay. Like, they didn't do anything about it, didn't really seek counseling for him or anything like that. They were just like, okay. Wow. Um, he starts to get really paranoid mm-hmm. and um, moves in with Patrick Dennehy. Mm-hmm. And within, I believe it was less than a week, Patrick Denehy disappears. Oh. So Carlton had been hearing voices and was getting super paranoid. And then both Patrick and Carlton were saying that they were getting death threats. Like, people were calling and threatening their lives. It's not really clear if Patrick ever actually got one of those phone calls or if Carlton was just telling him that that's what was going on. And Carlton mm-hmm. very much believed that someone was after him. Yeah. Um, and he'd been hearing voices for, for a while. So Patrick disappears. After, like I said, about a week, his mom and his stepdad are... Really concerned. I mean, at first, they're like, he's 21, mm-hmm. you know, college. Yeah. He's not going to call every day mm-hmm. out there doing his thing. But then after, like, a, about a week, they're like, that's really weird for him not to call at all. Right. So they call the police, and the police go and try to find him. Um, they find his SUV parked at a shopping mall in Virginia Beach, Virginia. That's kind of far away. Yeah. They have no idea where he is. They don't know where Carlton is either. Um, Carlton went back to where he was from, I think, Maryland. And his mom convinced him to turn himself in, to call the police and turn himself in. For what at that point? For killing Patrick. Okay. The police still didn't know that he was dead, Mm -hmm. but his mom was like, you need to turn yourself in so he calls the police and tells them that um he thought people were trying to kill him because he was jesus the son of god and so they you know, came and picked him up mm-hmm. and then he told them whereabouts they could find the body mm-hmm. like he wasn't like, here's a map. He was like, eh, "It's kind of here, mm-hmm. roundish." <laughs> okay. So, it was a spot where they would go and shoot guns. Like they bought a few firearms and would go out there and go shooting. Mm-hmm. Um. After a bit, you know, Patrick or Carlton finally tells them that he shot Patrick in the head because he thought that Patrick was going to kill him. They were out there shooting guns, they got into an argument, and that Patrick had pointed the gun at him, and so he shot Patrick. Mm -hmm. That does not seem very likely, especially after they found the body. Um, they found the body, it didn't have a head. Oh, they eventually found the head and saw that he had been shot multiple times in the head. Oh, um, it. Does not seem that Carlton like decapitated him. Mm-hmm. seemed like there was animals. Okay, <laughs> that, I'm like dang that did that. Um, but so he tells FBI agents that then he pointed a gun at him after they went to the a gravel pit for target practice, and he shot He in self defense after Denahe's gun jammed. The autopsy did not support his self defense claim. Uh, St. he was shot twice, once above the right ear and once toward the back of the head. Hmm. Um, so they arrest him. He does a lot of psychiatric, like his lawyers try to, you know, get him psychiatric help. Mm-hmm. And his trial is postponed while he's um, committed. Okay. And it does seem that he has schizophrenia, but later on after his evaluation they determined that he is fit to stand trial really mhm yep so he is going to trial and then just shortly before his trial begins he just decides to plead guilty like out of nowhere he just decides that he's going to plead guilty the prosecution has a pretty strong case mhm so He's basically just pleading guilty because he's, I think, remorseful. Yeah. Um, so he pleads guilty. There is no sentencing recommendation in his plea. Mm -hmm. Like, he just chooses to plead guilty and then face whatever sentencing the judge imposes. Okay. But is a little odd in plea deals. Mm -hmm. Usually you're you're taking a plea to try to lower your sentence. Lower your sentence. Yeah. So, the judge sentences him to 35 years and gives him the possibility of parole. Like, he's not in jail without the possibility of parole. Mm -hmm. He tries to appeal it later. Mm -hmm. And the judge is like, that's kind of part of the plea deal, my dude. You uh, forfeit the right to appeal. (laughs) So, um, he does not... Win that. And so he is sitting in prison now. Um, He was up for parole in 2021. Mm-hmm. And he was denied parole. Okay. And he... His projected release date, I believe, is June of 2034, I think. So he will probably be able to keep applying for parole. hmm But... That's just
0: really sad. I mean, because the information that you've given us mm-hmm. is that he was struggling with something that caused him to make that kind of a decision. Mm-hmm. And then they say no. Yeah. Well, and I he, don't know.
1: he could have been, like I said, schizophrenic, but the... Um, so murder part he had enough sense to get rid of the vehicle to flee Mm. interesting and he might not have turned himself in if it wasn't for his mom true and they might not have uh, found Patrick yeah So. wow so This entire awful thing that happened to 21-year Patrick Denehy um, shed a little light on the Baylor University basketball program. Oh. Um, and it turns out that the coach, Coach Bliss, I believe his name is Dave, Dave Bliss, who Carlton went and told that he was having these issues, Mm -hmm. um, Turns out that he was doing some shady stuff when it came to basketball players. Um, one of them was that he was paying tuition for two players, one of them being Denehy, who was murdered. Um, which you're not allowed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, he coaching staff was providing meals, transportation, lodging, and clothing to the athletes, which are also not allowed to do. Um, They were paying tuition and fees for a recruit at another school to try to entice him to come to play for Baylor. Okay. Um, Encouraging school boosters to donate to a foundation tied to a basketball team that included prospective Baylor recruits. Failure to report positive drug test results by athletes. (sighs) What's the point of taking the test? Yeah. You're not going to report it. And yeah. Failed by the entire coaching staff to exercise institutional control over the basketball program. So, I mean, they basically just did whatever they could to get what they considered to be good players and mm-hmm. uh, and to keep them. So, Bliss, of course, denied the allegations. He said that he did not pay Dennehy's tuition. That... And, Denny He was the one that was murdered. Mm-hmm. That Denny paid tuition by being a drug dealer. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was that supported by any friends no. or any? Okay. Nope. I think the most that both Dennehy He and Carlton did was smoke weed. Okay. And that seems to be kind of par for the course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, selling drugs. Uh, let's see. He flew to where Dennehy's parents were to try to convince Dennehy's mom to say that she paid for tuition. He, um, let's see, the Star-Telegram reported that Bliss had told players to lie to investigators by indicating Denny had paid for his tuition by dealing drugs. These conversations were taped on a micro cassette by assistant coach Abar Roos from July 30th to August 1st. On the tapes, Bliss was heard instructing players to fabricate the story of Dennehy being a drug dealer to Baylor investigators and also said that talking to the McLennan County Sheriff's Department would give him the opportunity to practice his story. The tapes also showed that Bliss and his staff knew that Denny had been threatened by two of their teammates when they publicly denied such knowledge. So... Bruce taped the conversations after bliss threatened to fire him if he did not go along with the scheme. Mm. So see, he
0: that's pretty bold to think that you have power over people enough that they will keep a secret for Mm -hmm. you. I mean the kid's mother
1: and right. I'm like, yeah, she just lost her son. And what are you doing? And also you're out here saying that he was a drug dealer. Uh-huh. Let's see, wow. so despite the allegations of extortion, obstruction of justice, and witness tampering, no criminal charges were filed. Against Bliss. Is he still working there? Um, so the NCAA imposed a bunch of penalties. One of them was a show cause penalty on Bliss for Despicable Behavior and Unethical Conduct. That meant that until 2015, any NCAA member school that wanted to hire Bliss had to report to the organization every six months, stating that he was in compliance with any restrictions the NCAA imposed on him. Hmm. So it's the most severe penalty the NCAA can hand a coach. Uh, most schools won't even consider hiring someone with a show cause order. hmm Uh, So, in effect, it was blackballing bliss. Okay. But only until 2015, he was hired by another Christian college after that. Really? Mm -hmm.
2: You said another? Is Baylor Christian college?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Baptist.
1: Oh. Oh. So, one of the other things. Oh, so, uh, Ruth's claimed that his attorney had handed over those tapes to what was it the star telegram Mm -hmm. um without his knowledge therefore violating confidentiality his lawyers were like i didn't do that and the reporter at the star telegram was like that's where i got it from (laughs) so i'm revealing my source it was just yeah and i'm like (laughs) what okay um so it this entire thing caused NCAA to really investigate the Baylor basketball team, which caused them to not play for a season, two seasons. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. And let's see. Yeah. So 2005, 2006, they won... They made the 2008 NCAA tournament, finished second in 2009, Um, and then from there they were were pretty much good to go. But they almost got, so they got a bunch of sanctions and a bunch of things, violations and so on, but Mm -hmm. it did not cause them to basically lose their program. Okay. But plus got fired, and Baylor did a lot of things to try to repair their program. Mm-hmm. But this was also going on at the same time that their men's turn tennis mm-hmm. program was also under investigation. Oh really? I didn't really look and tell that much because I was like, this isn't about tennis, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but both things were going on at the same time, which is a little suspect to me.
0: Yes. So that's really interesting. Well, and you know, that colleges have done that in the past, mm-hmm. you know, people there and well in the whole, um, uh, celebrities who were trying to get their kids into the colleges mm-hmm. and said that they were on the rowing team and they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That even go, all that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, Fel- Felicity Huffman is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I don't remember the other.
1: Lori Lollin. Yeah. And Becky from Full House. Yep. So. <laughs> Which they got like three months in county. Did they? I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was
0: curious what they ended up getting. I know the one pleaded guilty so that she would hopefully get maybe a reduced yeah, sentence. Yeah. I think they
1: both eventually did plead guilty and they got like three months in county.
0: Yeah. Well. And I never ha- heard what happened to the people at the university.
1: As far as I know, nothing. Because it doesn't, I don't think they, anything happened to them. Huh? They might have lost their job. Yeah. But other than that, no jail time or anything. Mm-hmm. But who knows? They just might not have reported on that because they're not Aunt Becky. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: So yeah, uh, that's really interesting. I mean, uh, the whole layers of that whole situation—it mm-hmm. was like a perfect storm coming together, mm-hmm. which is really sad.
1: Yeah, for Patrick. Yes, it's a little sad for Carlton too, but I think he mm-hmm. he could have made some some different decisions. Then, family and you know his wife and everything were trying to get him to seek help mm-hmm. and oh he was married mm-hmm. really he was married very young i think that they were in their 20s okay and after uh, all that happened like she filed for divorce but yeah um but yeah and they were best friends mm-hmm. you know patrick even let him move in because he thought that you know he was in some kind of trouble and yeah Very sad.
2: There's a lot of kids with anger issues. That kid had a few anger issues, and then your kids got a few anger issues. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always a theme, it seems like.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, there you have it. All mm-hmm. All right. Well, you've been listening to Do We Like Murder? Very fascinating March Madness. Mm hmm. So we'll have one more episode, yep. March Madness, next week. Yes. So tune in. You're listening from Decatur, Texas, Decatur Public Library. Bye. Bye.